This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector, and you're listening to a Working Class Bowhunter podcast. You're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, this is Melissa Bachman. You're listening to Working Class Bowhunter. Stay tuned and listen to them every week. Hey, guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Tune in to the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. It's really, really not that good. Well, here we are at uh, episode 29 of the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. Unfortunately, coming to you from 1600 Buck Slayer Place uh, here in the Buckatorium, not the Bone Shed, um, but we'll get into that a little later. Uh, our sponsor this episode, Kilberg Squatchin LLC. Huh? That's right. You hear that sound right there? Let's hear it again. Huh? For a small nominal fee. We'll be able to put that right on your friend's voicemail. You want it for a ringtone. All you got to do is send us $995, a one-time fee, <laughs> with unlimited potential with this call. Call today. Call now. Wow, thanks. That was good, guys. That was I'm awful. glad I agreed to let you guys do that. That was on. awful. I can't believe <laughs> that was terrible. it. terrible. Can we start this over? Yeah, whoever played this episode on their phone at work is now gone to the Joe Rogan experience podcast. They have. They're like, I'd rather <laughs> listen to someone I don't know talk for three hours than these goons. Uh, yeah, let's find another hunting podcast yeah. to listen to. These this guys aren't gone, even hunters. Downhill. Yeah, we're back in the sweaty bucketorium. We don't get that luxury table of <laughs> yeah. the bone shed, but yeah. uh, that was fun. That was a good experience. That was. If you guys listened to the uh, previous two episodes, we had uh, Jordan Hubinski and Darren Christianberry on. Both were just awesome. Like we, yeah, but that, I enjoyed those episodes best, a lot. Awesome experience, I uh, one of a kind. Uh, uh, we we had Jordan on. He works at the Bone Shed. Um, he is now my <laughs> number one bow guy to go to for stuff. But uh, <laughs> bingo, that guy's awesome. He, uh, we we were supposed to talk about the Bone Shed with his podcast, and we kind of just got lost and started telling stories about hunting. And then, uh, <laughs> but we we talked a little bit about the Bone Shed. But he might be on in a couple weeks again. So yeah, and. Uh, Big, uh, go listen to Darren Christianberry's episode too. If you don't know who that guy is, you get good awesome insight on uh, know him. Th- the world of a, a, a tournament archer as far as like the pressure that you know one arrow can have for fifty grand or thirty grand or whatever it may be. Yeah, just and, I, d- I know Kurt gave me the pressure the last time we were there. I was draw back at this mosquito's head. Oh yeah, yeah. They have and, and they're a little three D range. Thirty thousand dollar <laughs> arrow, Derek. Was he whispering in your ear? Yeah, pretty much. I was pretty close, yeah. No pressure. I was blowing on his release hand. So so I pulled the trigger, <laughs> and all I hear is thwack on the back plywood wall. 
Nothing but wood. Nothing but wood. Nothing but wood. Nothing but that wood. was one safe Kirk skeeter. Your head. Yeah, big. Uh, just wanted to say another big thank you to uh, Tim Kitts uh, up there. Another uh, awesome guy. He's basically to, the commander in chief of the Bone Shed. Yeah, he treated us like we were family. Just what can you? Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, we walked in there and it was just like they were like, "What can we get you? How can we make this experience more better?" And I was like, y- "You really can't. Like, this is awesome already." Yeah, he was like, "You guys need anything? You need anything?" And we're like, "Oh, we're just gonna set up." He's like, "Well, let me know if you need anything." Well, if, like, if, all right. If you guys haven't been to the Bone Shed, um, and it's within. I mean, it's worth a, a few hour drive. To Even just if you're check driving through, yeah. yeah, stop in. It's it's not a huge place, but it's got everything you absolutely need in a bow shop. You know, the one thing I noticed, I talked about it, and everyone there knows yes how to do anything you want on your bow, and that is refreshing. Oh yeah, I talked to uh, right before we got Jordan on. I was talking to him, and I just was looking at the wall, and I like I saw all the spot hog releases. Oh yeah. And, you know, normally you go to, you know, wherever you can go anywhere that those are sold. You know, you'll see probably two, three models. I think they had everything that catalog had to offer, and that oh, wasn't yeah. the only thing that they had. I mean, you go, if you're going to look for a product, they're going to have an archery product. They have it. Yeah, they do. It's yeah. not just uh, like, you know, you think Bone Collector because it's the Bone Collector store technically, but, you know, they carry Elite. They carry, I don't know, that. I only really paid attention to the Elites and the Hoyts. That's Hoyts, all I was yeah. really grabbing, but... I mean, they can get you anything, I'm sure. Um, everyone there knows how to do do whatever you want done to your bow, awesome really. Awesome bow techs there. I mean, everyone is very knowledgeable. And, and they have a little anything. 3D range in the back, which yep. is pretty That's cool. That's pretty cool. And then, actually, uh, I never went up there, but upstairs, they've got their uh, we went up the there. hardcore. We hardcore. went back. Uh, Logan went back to get his bow tuned up, and we went back up there. Yeah, they have all their uh, hardcore decoys and all the waterfowl stuff I kept upstairs. forgetting to go up there, and I, I really wanted to. It's pretty to. cool. I mean, if do they have, like, calls and stuff, or just oh, yeah. decoys? yep. Calls, decoys, they have cool. blinds, everything for dog training. You'd get a kick out of that. Oh, yeah, that would been awesome. Um, but yeah, the Bone Shed, you guys got to check it out. Um, it's probably my favorite place for anything archery. Yeah, and you just start looking That's at where I'm going next. <laughs> yeah. You start Eric looking at Eric has a bow the... purchase in his future. I do. What, what are you going to spend that hard-earned Uncle Johnny money on? We don't know yet. It's a mystery. We? No, we know. I got to turn in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is. Uh, we're are we just super tired sounding right I now? Know. I feel like Something's we're super. On. Well, yeah, because we kind of messed around for about two hours before we got this episode <laughs> going. But drinking warm Bud Light. Um, I don't know. We're probably not as tired as we were when we played archery tag up there. No, you. Uh, we were fine. We were <laughs> archery tag. Um, if you listen to last week's episode, you heard us talk about. It. We got a video up on Facebook and YouTube, whatever of me and Eric beating the crap out of Steve and Logan's team and uh. Man down. Steve got hit in the nards. <laughs> oh, got hit in his marbles. Hit in the marbles. The mo- Dude, I didn't even see it come. I was like kind of quartered away, and it just smacked me. And uh, I, 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 if I ever find out who shot me, we're going to have some trouble. You move like a tranquilized silverback gorilla, dude. <laughs> you were not hard to hit. You laid down, and then everyone's like, ooh, man down. So we are all just Yeah, I know, and I got hit like... right in the neck, and I just crawled. I army crawled off the... <laughs> no, you didn't army crawl anywhere. You lay. You, you look like a turtle. Crawling all right, I, off I, I earth, I earthwormed my way off the. <laughs> you hit the dirt, and everyone's like, "Man down, get him!" <laughs> it was a. Uh, I loved every minute of it. I wish we just got better footage of you taking that. that shot. <laughs> I have just that slow motion replay of like me releasing that arrow, and the arrow go like, Shh, wham, hitting you right in the groin. Like and he's you... <laughs> standing there, and the next scene you see, he's laying on the ground. Oh, it it didn't feel good, and of course, it would happen to me. But, yeah, but if you get was... a chance to play it, though, go do it. It's amazing. It's it's go probably blast. the most fun you'll ever have. It didn't help either that it was 100 degrees outside. Yeah. And I felt like a goon because we went in all sweaty and back in the, in the bone <laughs> Sitting chair. on those chairs that cost more than all our equipment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy crap. This I feel like this episode just dragging already. Yeah, we're Eight right. minutes in. Woo! Solid. Woo! You're welcome. Well, our sponsor's <laughs> not going to be too happy. Mark, we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's, uh, Mark's like no. He's no. like no. Not I'm, not, I'm not a part of that anymore. I don't. Know. We've yeah. We're just kind of getting back in the swing of it because we took a couple weeks off after doing that. No, we um, did four episodes last week, so we we held over. So, but uh, in the meantime, uh, I know Kurt, you stayed busy. You and uh, Derek went and uh, went and met up with our new uh, new buddy Daryl Martin. 
Yeah, we went to the uh, Whitetails Unlimited banquet last Saturday in Coal Valley. Um, it was, was a, a dude. It was a good time. I wish I'd have brought more money though for raffles exactly. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we were. I was expecting like one table of raffle, you know, like a sign or a picture. Oh, no, or man. Those things. A couple are, guns. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think you, they they probably uh, gave away probably a dozen guns there. I yeah, easily, at least easily. yeah. Um, every kid that under, came, yeah, every kid under fifteen got a a uh, BB gun. Yeah, it was awesome. D- like a Red Rider, a, da- a Daisy, it was a Daisy like gun, a, yeah, like a pump. But Daryl, oh, Daryl put on a, a a good banquet and it was great food. Yeah, those shows prime you rib take a fat stack with you. Had prime rib, man. Oh, it was amazing. And we had good uncommon stout beer. And uh, yeah, but they had their whole raffle. One whole general general raffle table, a silent auction table, um, like a live auction table, and just other tables with like you can buy raffle tickets and play games to win prizes and stuff. And we have a massive White Tails Unlimited sign in the Bucketorium. That now. thing is probably the coolest thing in here. It's it is pretty glorious. I had to keep twisting uh, Kurt's arm, like yeah, yeah, we need that, we need that in, the, get in, that. Go, in go the podcast room. Yeah. They had a Hoyt and a Matthews that went for like six hundred bucks, Ooh. not together, but with <laughs> each. I was like, dude, should I just buy one of these and then turn around and you know make a couple hundred bucks off? Hey, could have, <laughs> but uh, uh yeah. no, that's that's. So, so did you did you have to auction there, or did you just buy that? It was a silent bid, so or yeah, oh, okay. silent auction. So I didn't know if you could just buy one of those things or not. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. You you probably can. I'm sure, but you can somewhere. You're, I mean, and I if you can, I probably spent. I didn't spend that much on it, but I probably spent more than what you could buy it for. But it all went to a good cause. Right. Oh, that's yep. fine. Um, yeah, they had um, they did the catch a dream. They had the juries did that catch a dream shed antler, and they signed it. Mark and Terry did, and it auctioned off, and then whatever it auctioned for went to help uh, the kids from catch a dream. And I think it went for like five hundred some dollars, right? Yeah, everything right. went for like crazy amounts of money. But I mean, it's a good thing that it's going towards Whitetails Unlimited. But me and me and Carter sitting there like, man, I wish I'd have brought some money. You know? <laughs> yeah, and well, you see the big ATM sign flashing there in the corner of the room. <laughs> oh yeah, it's oh. like, come on. <laughs> Next time I'll be prepared. I'm you guys go come in, in the ninth because I'll be at that one on the nineteenth. It's like two in, blocks from my house. I have, ob- I have obligations yeah. that weekend. You want to go? We'll talk about it. Eric won't go. Eric says I I don't I don't really care Eric, about Eric doesn't want to hang out with me. I, I don't like white tails that much. I try to get everyone to join the Pope <laughs> and Young Club here, but no one wants to join the Pope and Young Club. I already speaking, signed up. Speaking of yeah, Pope and BS. Young Club, yeah, let's merge into our next uh, somewhat topic. Right now, everything's getting fired up all over the place. Some people are bow hunting for different sorts of critters, but in the Midwest, white tail season kicks off. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, the fifteenth, I believe, September fifteenth. Is that lucky? The, yeah, mm. so they start a little early. Props to all um, you Wisconsin. When, you is, uh, when is Missouri? Missouri starts probably around that same yeah, time, Yeah, yeah, right? I, I believe they're about the same time. But, you know, it's less than a month away for them guys. You know, about a month away for us. Um, Corn's changing. Yeah, yeah I know, I've noticed that. Beans are changing some places. I know mm-hmm. outside my place, there's, the beans are changing a little bit. Getting yeller. It's early. Me and my daughter picked up a bucket of acorns the other day. Acorns? Acorns. However y'all want to say it, acorns. <laughs> What's an acorn? I don't know. Is it the same oh, as an acorn? Oh, it costs about 300 bucks. An <laughs> <acorn>. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everything's changing. Uh, everyone's getting ready. Everyone's getting all giddy getting and antsy. Um, which, Checking trail cameras. Yeah, everyone's getting that. their trail camera pictures and... There's a lot Whether they're good or not, you know. Food plots. Yeah, Steve doesn't want to set up crazy. a trail camera. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's just that time of year everyone's like, okay, hey, man, I got this buck. What do you think? You know, it's just part of the fun. What's he measure? What do you think this deer? How what do you think this deer he? scores? How old is he? How, you know, everyone wants to know. and Or not know, but it's just fun to guess. And Which, right. I mean, you know, kind of very heathenistic. I mean, you know, personally, I like to know what my deer's thinking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what the deer's interests are. I mean, yeah, that's fine if you guys just want to judge a deer strictly on his mass. Education. What, whatever looks. His diploma or what? Yeah. <laughs> Steve's but, trying I to mean, find him on Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> All this time, people... people po- oh, there's other bucks on Grinder, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, All this time, people post it, you know, on these archery talk pages. and uh, Or Facebook. Or whatever, yeah. So, like... <laughs> What is this? What's my buck score? I just got him on camera. What's the score? Well, I mean, and you in the back of my head, I'm thinking you're asking like I don't know, like fifty thousand people 
on on these pages like probably get what's his what's his deer yeah. score oh well he's in velvet so he looks bigger right. it's the same but, as well, how's my form well right. yeah don't ask but, that question like, online just go to your pro shop if you're gonna ask somebody what what is this buck score i mean the first thought would be find somebody are we going are we going to talk about score first or age i will go with score first we'll talk score, score first because the deer could that's s- more score anything i think because yeah, people usually bring up score before the age of the deer i think yeah yeah, yeah. so my first thought it would depends be, on the, the level of hunter though too but we'll just talk that it's strictly what's this deer measure type we'll go thing. antlers first okay we'll go that's antlers. what everybody looks at i yeah, guess yeah, but yeah. why not go to somebody such as kurt mm-hmm. who is a mm-hmm. Licensed pro Pope and Young measurer. Yeah, licensed pro Pope and Young measurer. And, and get pro. get like a legit answer instead of asking, you know, Joe Dirt in North <laughs> North Carolina. Billy Joe lunch bucket. Hey well, man, <laughs> hey man, what you th- what you think this what you think this deer scores? I don't know, man. I, well, know. here's the thing: is it's like if someone asked me, hey, you're a me- I get this a lot, and some people don't even care, and it's a number at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter if a deer is mature and you want to shoot it, shoot it. Um, but you know, a lot of people are like, hey, you're a measurer. What's this deer measure? Well, I'm like, if it's a pitcher, I'm like, well, I mean, obviously, I don't know exactly. Like, I I, I can always say I, I can get you in probably what class it is. And, and that's what you did with the that set of antlers that I showed you. Yeah. I showed you a picture on the phone. I texted you a picture. What do you think this goes? Mm-hmm. And then I saw you in person, and you held the held the rack in your hands, and you're like, oh, no, I was way off. Well, yeah, so it's so like, hard to it, tell it, from a it, picture. You know, judgment in pictures ridiculous well the way they people look a take lot pictures bigger or smaller. Well, the, the yeah. camera adds 10 inches you hope it yeah does. something like that <laughs> <laughs> i hope it does all the time too <laughs> Picks. Whoa, hey, whoa. hey whoa hey hey you said it without saying it I oh yeah to... but i didn't say it <laughs> you were going theater there. of the mind kurt that's a filthy that's filthy the most theater. vulgar thing that's ever been said on this podcast that's like a nova six theater <laughs> we're gonna rate this one r <laughs> yeah. ah we gotta go back and Explicit. edit that That'd be um, that'd be hilarious. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something clever, guys. I'll do whatever I want. I can. We don't we don't have to edit anything. I know we don't. But uh, God, if you're offended by that, I mean, gee, Willikers, find another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> gee, Willikers, guys. Shucky darn man. <laughs> What's back on topic? What's so, the big? I'm trying dealio. to be a professional here, talking about measuring deer. Saying gee, Willikers. So, so when somebody sends you a picture or you're looking at a deer. Not on your computer, okay, yeah. you can, you can never really tell. Like you you can get it, like what you think would be close. But what like, what is the first thing you look at? Like mass or time length or width or all combination of all three. I kind of just factor it all in. But you're kind of to a point. You're trained to where like um, it's kind of hard. It's a little different on the picture. But like say you see a deer running in a field. Like say it's summer right now, and we go drive through Viola. And we're on our way out, and we look. I don't over. know why you'd want to do that, but okay, <laughs> we're gonna go by where Luke Bryan hunts in Matherville. Yeah, and we look out into a field, and there's a buck out there. Well, you can kind of just look at the deer and be like, "Oh, he's probably whatever class." Like, oh, well, he'd make a good a- Facebook profile pic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's probably 140. You know what I mean? You can kind of throw that number out there, but you don't really know because you're not even up close. But you can kind of see like the frame of a deer and just throw a number out there, and that's not accurate. You know what I mean? Not the most accurate way to do it. But if someone's like, what does this deer measure and has a mount in front of me? I'm going to look at it for a minute and be like, oh, he's probably, say, high 130s. I won't call a number, but I do know guys that are measures that are my mentors and guys that I've hunted with and learned how to hunt. Where one guy can call a measurement on a deer or an elk or whatever, and he's all he's just lucky and he has experience. It's always within like three inches. Really, and uh, another guy I know that's a measure for Pope and Young and Boone and Crockett. I was measuring a deer for a guy, and he was there, and he goes uh, one thirty three, and I'm like, okay, I'm not done. I'm just started. I'll let you know. I measure it with one thirty two and like four eights. I'm like one thirty two and four eights. He goes, God, I hate being wrong, and I'm like, wrong. You were off by like four yeah. eights. If you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. So it's just so. So when you go to actually measure it, you put the tape to the tines and whatever, but you know. Yeah. So what are you measuring first? You're measuring main beam, time length, what I mean. Well, there's a lot of like uh, so if you look at like a Pope and Young or a Boone and Crockett uh measuring sheet or a score sheet, um there's a lot of stuff on there that's just supplemental information. Um the way they do it is 
They basically, because you send in, say you enter a deer, you shoot a 140-inch buck, and 140-inch typical 10-pointer, we'll say, and he nets 140, which means that's what he goes in the book as is 140. And uh, so there's a lot of information on there that doesn't get added to your score, but I send in pictures of that of the buck with the score sheet, and they can see, oh, yeah, this is that deer. Like, it just helps them clarify. And plus, it's good information. They put, like, a uh, – I can't remember the – the term it's just like they put out statistics every two years that they use all that information for like your age your experience and all that they throw that in there uh-oh but like uh guys smell conspiracy coming on they're tracking you yeah <laughs> they're called, so they compile all that information of yeah and it, it's actually really cool so i have one of the books in here somewhere where you can flip through and see i'm kind of getting off the topic of like the measurement i'll go i'll circle no back but this is kind of cool it's um you can flip through it and basically see like the age groups of hunters for record book animals and stuff like that. And like what types of broadheads they used. Cause they asked, you know, what grain broadhead you use? Did you kill it from a tree stand or a ground blind or spot and stock? Or how many arrows did you shoot at the animal? Um, how, you know, approximately how many animals did you see during the season? How many arrows did you fire during the season? So that's all stuff that you had to fill out for Pope and Young yeah. or, or Boone and Crockett. Yeah. I, Boone and Crockett. I don't know. It's their fair chase form basically. And, it's basically like I shot this animal and took this animal completely fair chase. Um, they just want to weed out the shadiness, which is uh, you got to. It's the Pope and Young Club, you know. It's it's, it's, the, name. it's the record book for right. bow hunting, technically. So, well, it is. Um, so, getting back around to, to measuring. Um, so, you do like a greatest spread that doesn't get added in. The only spread credit that an animal a whitetail gets is the inside spread of the main brain, main beams, and uh, and then you know you do the length of each main beam. And then is that is that from the underside then? There's kind of like, from like I try to explain this and everyone has their own way of doing it. Um, how they look, how to do it. I look at the deer from the side and kind of see the halfway point. Um, like ah, that's hard. It's so hard to explain unless I could just show you on an antler. It's like the halfway point of the antler. I, I can't really explain it. Um, I'm from, trying to I'm trying to create a visual and it's too from, hard to. From like where the, your, what's your starting point? Like if I look at the buck, the buck's rack from the side, like I'm looking through both main beams, like from one side of the deer's head, and Broad I kind of get like a symmetrical line through the center of the main beam, and that's that's probably the best way I can explain it. It's weird, um, because it it doesn't just go to the side and straight down. It kind of goes with the curvature of the antler. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. I don't know. I just that know probably if... is hard for people to understand me explaining that just if they're just listening, but I just didn't know if you would measure it from like where the brow tine comes nope, down. Nope, it'd be um like under on the underneath side. Basically if you took your finger on the side of the beam, like on the like on the side, and you ran your finger down the center line all the way down the outside of the main beam to the base. Okay. That'd be the best way to explain it. It's not in the front where the brow tine, like where the brow tine is on the front of the base. Right. It's basically put your finger on the side of the main beam, run it down the center of that main beam all the way around the main beam till the base. That's probably the best way I could explain it right there. And you were saying earlier that like the tips of that main beam, they're not counting as a point as in an eight point. It'd be one, two, three tip would be four. Well, yeah, it'd that be, counts as main beam. So you, you'd be each time, the brow tines, eye guards, whatever people call them, that the technical term for that on the score sheet is G one. So and then so G ones, G twos, G threes, and then if, if it's an eight pointer, main beam. So the fourth point is that measurement is included in the main beam measurement because if you measured it as a point, you'd be measuring it twice. twice. Right. So the fourth point, even though it's counted as a point, is included in the main beam measurement. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, very cool to know. I don't think that many people. Not many people that. know how yeah. how it's actually done, you know, and it's nice to have yeah, someone so, that knows. And it's nice to have uh, Derek interviewing all of us <laughs> about this. <laughs> well, I mean, this. Well, a lot of people don't know, and a lot of people get confused yeah. where there's net and gross scores, and a lot of people say nets are for fishing. I get it completely. I get it. And people <laughs> say that to me when I measure their deer, and they look at me like, oh, he's going to be offended. And I'm like, no, dude, I get it. That's The gross score is how much antler is there. You know, I understand the it's whole just, gross score thing. It's just like your net and gross pay on your paycheck. Yeah, right? exactly. It's, it's, yeah. It, it, it kind of is in boil a way. It, boil it down to that. I don't I mean, even know why they show you that. You know, it's like <laughs> I I get it's, it. It's just like if you had a two hundred incher and 
when he grossed 180 or 190-something, he was disappointed. Well, it's like, just don't show me that. Just instead of, I don't well, here's I, I don't want to get off topic about that, but yeah. I, where, where that comes from, a lot of guys, this is the way I explain it, and there's a lot more to it. Um, because the the Pope and Young and the Boone and Crockett, um, and Boone and Crockett have the same measuring system. It's basic. It's the same thing, pretty much. Um, it's just different record requirements to get into the book. Um, well, one's gun and one's bow. No, correct? but but you can shoot a Boone and Crockett, Crockett class with animal with a bow. Yep. Their minimums are a lot higher. Their um, minimums are like one one seventy for a typical. Yes, and then one twenty five is typical for Pope and Young. Which is still challenging for a lot of guys, and it's it's not an easy thing to just shoot a hundred and twenty five right. inch net deer, and that's the big thing with it is um, Theodore Roosevelt actually founded the Boone and Crockett Club, and so they developed their scoring system, and there's a lot there's probably some like Boone and Crockett measures listening that are just cringing because the way I'm explaining this, and they could do a lot better job, but basically where the net comes in, if you look at a typical ten pointer, you picture like picture perfect that's how you expect a 10 pointer to be right you want them perfect so g2s on each side are 10 inches and it's 10 even you know g3s are both nine even you know what i'm saying so that's where that comes in they want to look like the perfect animal that's what they base their records off of yep yeah i mean but you know know, and and i don't want to want to trash any of this uh, but i know what our listeners are thinking i mean you know how how often do you think you're going to be you know, if you're a weekend hunter, how often do you think you're going to be in the in the woods? All of a sudden, you know, you see you see what you would consider you personally would consider a nice buck yeah. or a trophy for you, or you're hunting with your kid. I mean, you know, I, I this stuff is very cool. I mean, there's some serious guys who will pass up. What you know, I already I think, have an answer for where you're going. Yeah, most so of us would go, consider. So I get it. I get it completely too. Go, but go ahead. But uh, I, I, I mean. I think it's really, really good, but I think there's a lot of people out there, and I don't know if it's a real good idea to put this in their mind, you know. But yeah, obviously, if you can get a Pope and Young buck, that's a nice, that's a nice buck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is their definition of nice buck. That's their definition. Well, here's the thing: not all deer that are five and a half are even going to make Pope and Young. If, sure. if it's a mature animal. It don't matter. Sometimes bucks can only measure 100. You know, you never know. It depends on the age of the deer and what genetics and where he's at. He could be 10 years old and never hit over 125, and that's all he'll ever be just because of the genetics he's working with or the area he lives in, the nutrition he gets. He's a mature animal. Shoot him. That's yeah, the way I say That's it. like mine yeah. was last year. He was an old deer. Just he was on the downhill. Old and busted. He had a couple broken times and... But that kind of that, but that looks cool because it's you know it's it's odd. It's but that's different. not the same thing comparing like a, that deer. He'll never some deer never make Pope and Young. Some deer never make Boone and Crockett. That's fine. That, Even that's though, like some people aren't as good looking as me. Yeah, it's genetics. I get that, it. Do, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean they're they're not a trophy. I mean, when it's just oh, an added bonus, you know, like the the Pope and Young. What it is, it's basically, it's kind of think about it as like it's like conservation because okay, you see a two year old deer. A lot of guys will smoke a two-year-old deer. Nothing wrong with that. And here's the thing with a lot of people. I know guys that are like, doesn't matter the size of the deer, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's fine. Some people want to challenge yeah. themselves even more and hunt that mature four, three, four, five, six and a half year old buck that could measure 170 inches. That's a lot of fun. You know, a lot of guys are super skilled where they can go out and kill a two-year-old the first day of season, can go out and kill does left and right and – it's I'm to the point now I love I could have shot 52 year olds last year. I could have, but I don't want to do that. I I'll shoot a mature doe and when it comes to bucks, I want to shoot shoot the oldest buck that I could possibly see. I don't care if he scores 100 inches, if he's old and nasty. Oh, dude, that's awesome. You just outsmarted that sucker. Yeah, man. and I guess yeah. that that does kind of add to, you know, yeah, the the bucks that you pass up are saved for someone else. Well, the thing you know, is, or, too, or, management dude, too. you know how cool yeah. it is, though, to see a two-year-old 10-pointer and be like, man, he's a nice buck. Now imagine next, next year, year if he makes it. And that's makes the gamble it. you and make. If that's he makes gamble. it. Well, you see him at three and a half. Whoa, he blew up. I'm going to start trying to get on this deer, and this deer eludes you. You get a shot at like the buck that I've been battling for the yeah. last two years. You get a shot at him, you're like, oh, man, dude, he's, he's kicking my butt. And then four and a half, he rolls around, he's 150, 160, maybe 170. And you kill that deer? Dude, that's an amazing feeling. That's the thing. 
if you have a 14 year old kid or a, a youngster dude let them shoot anything they want yeah. get them loving it but eventually and some guys are just meat hunters that's fine too but eventually some people like to evolve and dude inches of antler is fun i don't care what anyone says it's a blast killing trying to kill that 150 inch buck <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that it, that is kind of the thing. I mean, you know, where I was kind of going to is, you know, some like I get again, some people just don't don't care, like you said. But I, I mean, you know, I I think the more and more that Pope and Young and you know various various things like this are you know thrown out there, I think that'll really have people strive to. I mean, that's that's we one of the think- reasons when with like Pike County, you know, you were saying something. A lot, a lot of outfitters have 140 inch minimums. Yeah, and, like and that's should... an outfitter. But here's the thing: think about it. There's a lot of people that are concerned with score, and that's not everything. Everyone acts like it is, and it's not. Um, but, but a lot of guys love that. And the thing is, records get set almost every year in the whitetail world. And if, but that's saying something. Yeah, if Pope and Young and Boone and Crockett wasn't an effective scoring system, people like it's just a thing to get something like that. It's these deer are healthier, I think. Well, more people are more conscious, like, you know, Derek's playing his food plots. Everyone's like, you know, wanting to age and what's the measurement on this deer. That's more people are concerned, circling back what we're talking to. It's creating healthier deer herds. Absolutely. And the deer are getting bigger. If if Can- you want the chance to shoot a 170-inch, four-and-a-half-year-old, five-and-a-half-year-old, five then deer management is, is a must. I mean, you're just not going to go out there and not do anything – yeah, I mean, you could get lucky, but I yeah, you have to really. It's you got to put in work to, to create to better, like that. To help yeah. to better your chances, you want to like better your property that you're hunting on. Now, if you're hunting public land, I mean, uh, I mean, it's kind of touchy what you can do, but yeah, can they're, I? They're can still I, there, but they're fewer and far between. I, I want to throw a question out there, and yeah. you know, we, we were talking about earlier on the uh, on the podcast. What was the or not on the podcast off air? What was the three things that the antler was made up of? Calcium manganese and phosphorus are the three top minerals yeah compose casper mangoes and fossils (laughs) so that's what that's what is in all the all the feed now has anyone ever thought about you know putting you know some sort of fluoride in there to maybe give those older bucks whose teeth have been grown down you know maybe get them stronger so they they can eat i think i think it's just how they eat is it just how they get worn man because i'm kind of because you know, is it how they chew? I mean, is it the just roughage? They're it's the way feeding, they chew. feeding on corn, and that's what I think, right? The way they chew, they kind of like it's just like grind horse. it up. It's a horse, yeah. Okay, but you if they but if they could make that because horses can live, you know, longer. I guess you know it depends on if you give their you know put them on a strict diet, you know, with their teeth and everything. I'm just that's just something I. You know, when, when know. you tell me, I mean, know, it's, an, it's not a bad idea. I don't think I when mean, we we're talking about older deer, you said you open their mouth and you look and their teeth are just, well, that's the thing. People are like, down. you know, you kill bucks and that's, and I don't want to get on this again, but since we're talking about ages, age, uh, you know, aging deer, the real true way to tell how old a deer is, is look at his teeth. Absolutely. I mean, you know, because dude, That'll you get a, you right there. an old buck, you, you take that jaw out and look at dude. That's how mine was. It was they were all grinding down the back. Yeah, like my teeth hurt now. <laughs> yeah, you, you just feel bad for them. I mean, they have well, to eat to live, and around here, what are they eating? They're eating corn, soybeans. But then in the winter, what else? I mean, you know, and plus like, you, you know, whenever people say you're, yeah. dude. whenever people say you're stressed out, you grind your teeth at night. Deer are stressed out all the time. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just that's how they yeah, are. So there's that. probably nothing you could do. I mean, you know, other than trying to. Put a food plot in and put a bunch of mouth guards in. Yeah, <laughs> <to open it. laughs> they get the hint. Well, that's a, that's the thing that, like, like Steve, how you were saying with the Pope and Young, like a lot of people take that as a, a bad way, and some people screw that measurement. It's a, you know nuts for fishing. I get it, but it's also really important. It's obviously really effective, and people are concerned with measurements. Um, it, is, it is a is like a number one telltale sign of quality deer management, I would think, because. Kurt and I were talking to a, an old guy at our table at the White Tails Unlimited banquet, and he's he's got a, a photo album of just huge deer, man. He had a and was he an old? He said he was an old guy. He's an older guy. Old dudes old love to bring rights. photo albums places. Oh, yeah. But, but dude, this guy had a, he had a, a bar. He had a buck that was well over two hundred inches on his property. Exactly. Yeah, and he we're flipping through it, and he's kind of watching us, watching our facial yeah. expressions. And he's like, "Oh, did you get to it yet?" And we're like, "No," and. 
I don't. I go, oh, this one. He goes, oh no, that's not him. Started yeah, laughing. Into the, like one seventy. <laughs> yeah, he had some one one sixties, some one fifties, some one forties, um, and then he had that one and well over two hundred. And mean. this guy's been like watching this deer for a while. Yeah, he thinks he's what? What he he's, he said he thinks this year he's going to be on the downhill. Yeah, definitely. And that's uh, that's another thing. Well, after did he ask you guys to come help him out. No, he said there's, uh, you know, we we mentioned it like, hey, I, we, we're we're talking about the auction. I'm like, were man, how much would I have to pay to auction to hunt that 200 incher in your property? Were you trying to hand at it? No, dude, there's no <laughs> budget with this guy. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know, it goes to show you that, you know, people like to hate on the measuring system for some reason. But that's not what we're really talking about. Um, but you you mentioned a few times about mature deer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what? are uh, aside from antlers that's what the first thing you see coming down the trail you're like oh man look at that but then you could have a three and a half year old with a giant set of antlers right Mm -hmm. but if you want to conserve that three and a half year old to grow up next year to be a four and a half year old whatever like how how are you looking I, th- I guess I'm segueing into the next segment like the here, like aging deer by their body. Yeah, when Correct. he gets, when what he are gets, the signs you look for? That's a gets, tough one, man. And the people go back and forth on this all. all the time. How to yeah, tell yeah, how mature yeah. he is? Uh, let's see. Does he uh, drive a Camaro with the top? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. Like every time somebody says, "You need to be more mature." Does he have his Beats <laughs> by Dre headphones in around his neck? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like I don't know. That's another thing. It's like. If so, someone's like, I don't know, you can just tell usually, but it's so hard to sometimes. Sometimes you're like, ooh, I don't know. It could be two and a half, could be three and a half, or it could be old and over the hill. It's like, right. you know what I mean? It's it, Does I mean, he have it, gray hair? It all it all te- <laughs> it all comes down to like what time of year it is. Is it pre-rut? Where you live. Right. Uh, yeah, northern And deer. who you ask on social media, Derek, yeah, because right. if you ask someone on social <laughs> yeah, media. Yeah, that's a good point. If he's two and a half, nope, he's a year and a half year old, 140. Well, I mean, on, <laughs> on social media, you're getting people with yeah, just a right. headshot saying, how old is this deer? Well, I mean, you want like a broadside picture, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that and you get those guys that are like, uh, I'm kind of veering back towards the antler thing. You see, uh, you always have like that 14 year old kid on like Instagram, put a trail camera picture up. It's like <laughs> 170. Nope, he's two and a half past him till next year. <laughs> like he's a one seventy. I'm not passing him. I would shoot that thing all day long. Yeah. Right, right. It goes both ways, really. But do you think that fourteen year old kid is using foul language like that? <laughs> Those are the kids you go to like their page, and there's not one picture of anything hunting related. And you're like, what? Is- no, Jeez. yeah, no. I, I, You've seen the- done watching Outdoor Channel for sixteen hours. I've seen those. <laughs> no, those kids are like. Like, you look at their Instagram page, it's like, Deer Slayer. Big and then Buck Swag. And then there's just, like, <laughs> pictures of them, like, with, standing next to cars they wish they owned and, like, you know, like, 14-year-old girls. It's like, it's like, where's the pictures of all the deers you're slaying, man? <laughs> all the 170-inch two-year-olds you've gotten. Hey, man. No, I just got back into the bow hunting and hunting thing, so I don't have any deer pictures on my Instagram. <laughs> but, just got back into it at 14 years old. Yeah, that would change. <laughs> but, I mean... I think with trail cam pictures that helps out a lot. Or oh yeah, aging on the hoof. On the hoof. Th- on the, the what? Look on, at my hooves. On the hoof. <laughs> <laughs> on the what? What are you talking about? <laughs> on the hoof. While they're standing up there. No, I still. What's a hoof? Hoof. A hoof. hoof? Huh? Along. Oh, a hoof. You say go. crick or creek? Crick, dude. It's a crick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm thinking you're, you're looking at like. I don't know the brisket, the belly, just the overall Same. size. How tall their legs are compared to their body mass, and you see some deer, man. And you see like the belly, and you're just like, oh, gee, fat body in the business right now. Yep. Steve's gonna make a fat joke. Just a stress of, of no, I wasn't. I was. <laughs> I was. You looked like you're. No, about he to. said brisket, and I'm kind of thinking I'm hungry. <laughs> you stop Matter of fact, this should be a half a podcast, guys. Let's go get some food. Come back and try and finish up the rest. I already had venison spaghetti for you goons got here, so I had, I had deer sloppy joes for lunch. Where today. you guys at? Uh, huh? Where I, you guys? No, at? I need to tell you about Commies. the. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you off air. At, I'll just tell you off air, not to put any deer processing places out, but I got to tell you guys something. And no wait, no way to bring our podcast to a stop for that. 
Uh, Derek's been doing that for the past hour. Oh. Me and Derek oh. have been keeping this podcast alive yeah. right now. Deer management puts a podcast. Yeah, been keeping it alive stop. for all the. Would you like to ask me anything else about measuring deer? Derek? Yes, yeah. measure measuring. Let's see. Measuring. Since me and you and Eric are probably the only people that are going to have any deer to measure this year. Yeah, right. She's going to be at Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Steve. They said they have the meat. I don't know. Yeah, they got the meat already. What are you going to go out here for? Arby's. Your Sir, Arby's. why are you wearing full camo? Because it's October. I thought about hunting. I, th- then, I woke then... up and thought about it, but then I realized how close to Arby's I was. And... <laughs> God. <Jeez. laughs> Is that your thought process to this whole thing? What? Arby's crossing my I, mind once a day? Yes, absolutely. I picture Steve like it's dark, barely dark because he's running a little late. <laughs> getting out to <laughs> getting out to the woods, sitting down on a tire in the middle of the woods and just he's sweating. It's like negative it's like, ten out. Yeah, it's like negative <laughs> ten. You're no, sweaty, no. you're out of breath, you're tired, and you're like leaning your clock. No. Well, <sighs> I only got a half hour left, so I'll be all right. Yeah. Half hour hope left. the books hope the books start moving. <sighs> Does Arby's have breakfast? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, to rock oh. right now. Oh, it's gonna write something. Uh, dude, does Arby's have breakfast? I'm, uh, that piqued my interest. Not the point of this podcast. Roast beef for breakfast. Eric, god. save it. Sorry, guys. Eric, do you think roast beef has? Roast beef. Steve just earned his way on the probation period for being a working class bow hunter team member. So you what? Six months. You just got written up. Six. <laughs> Wait, that's not the process. It's a verbal warning and a write up. So we're almost to episode thirty. When episode sixty rolls around and there's no off topic comments, and you guys enjoy the show way more than what you already Steve do. Steve can hopefully. come back, guys. I'm ready to come back now. It's like, yeah, sorry, we kind of got this thing rolling now. He's sitting and, uh, outside the window every week. Like that hummingbird was. Derek and uh, Mark will be in here as permanent members of the WCB crew. <laughs> hey, speaking of, uh, you know what? Speaking of food, I do want to bring this up. Are, are we done with the measuring? Derek's or, got a trail camera picture of someone's deer. Yeah. Right now. Okay, guys, uh, is that your buck? No, my buddy Justin. Pass it over here. All right, everyone uh, who's listening to the podcast, let's pause. We're going to talk about it, and you guys are going to look at this buck. If 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 Justin Smith is listening, we're going to score this deer. Oh no! Oh, Don't put me on the. We're going like to score that. this deer that you just texted me. <laughs> you professional from Pope. No, I'm. I can only. I can't even see that on the left side. I see main beam and a G two, but he's got a. He's a fatty yeah. man. Velvet always makes deer look way bigger. Yeah, mm-hmm. go into that. Can we? Can we? I put don't know this, why. Can we it, put this up. We better not. Um, okay, so let's uh, keep talking not, about we're it. We're not going to throw it up without talking to him first. But yeah, let's um, find out because, uh, guys, if not, uh, just imagine this buck is really nice looking. I don't know why velvet makes deer look bigger. I don't know if it's just because it adds. I don't. I don't know what it is really. Well, because it's around the beams. I mean, it, it makes yeah. it look a lot thicker. Yeah, it's it's a deer's Ric Flair robe. That, and if you ever see a deer from like <laughs> the back of his rack, it, it looks way bigger. Mm-hmm. You ever notice that? You're like, oh my god, and then. I was watching uh, White Tail Adrenaline and Shay on there. He'll shoot these bucks. Oh, man, it's a big one. He gets up. He's like, oh, to be honest with you, I thought it was a little bigger. <laughs> That's a nice deer. I don't know. He's, uh, I'd say he's, I can't see that one side. I can see because his main beam sweeps up so high, you can't really see what he's got going on. Well into the 140s, I'm sure. He could be a lot bigger than that, too, though. Yeah, it could be 150s. I, it's too hard to guess. And that, I, I don't like a, guessing because then I'm wrong and people are like, "You're way off. You're a measure." That's that's mediocre for for his place. <laughs> he sends me sends me some big pictures. I mean, but it's I mean, nice buck either that way. goes straight to quality deer management. I mean, yeah, he spends all his would time he shoot with that it. deer? No, no, he wouldn't. Nope. Is that the guy with the where your wife is at with the banquet? She's friends with his wife. No, no. He had a big non-typical hanging on the wall. Oh, no, that's uh, somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drawing a blank. Uh, All right, right, guys, for those of you still listening, uh, we talked about a deer you may never see and somebody who we may never know who it actually is. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and I'm the one who brings this to a screeching halt. Yes. yes. Halt or halt? Things come up like random text mess trail cam pictures I don't know. oh yeah by the way we are thinking about doing a semi live feed on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna okay. figure something out for that no you know what i'm saying you know it's a good idea that's a way better idea it than is, half the stuff you come up with. no it is not oh, yeah it is. Uh, i beg to differ because uh, in my mind those are great ideas steve wanted to do a, a real or a 
fake Annie Hunter segment again this episode. Okay, and, do you guys uh, actually like that? Because if nobody likes it, we'll scrap it for good. I think scrap it's scrap it forever. It, oh, okay. I think it's good every now and then. Every, I just think it's so podcast. negative, man. People get tired of hearing about the ne- <laughs> but, negativity. Yeah, but but again, it's like, dude, everybody who's got something to say to you, I can make up, and they'll say exactly the same thing. Yeah, that that was kind of the point of it, but I... Let the gap it out, because you hear, you've heard it once, you've heard them all, type of thing. You yeah, know? basically. Yeah, you know what? Kind of. Save that for episode 60. Yep. When, when I'm back. When you come back. Yeah, when, yeah, when back, I come back. After your probation period. <laughs> so you got... At least All right, guys, tune 30 more my... weeks to write some good stuff. So. <laughs> tune into my new podcast. I did, I did want to bring this up. Like, I, I tried to you bring... had a podcast by yourself? Why not? Oh my who, God. Yeah, you guys just want to listen to me ramble for like an hour and a half? Nothing but wrestling references and cheeseburger talk. <laughs> yeah, I get halfway into cheeseburgers and wrestling. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot. This is about the structure of Adam's okay, podcast. Okay, go, go into what you're going on. You got Tic Tacs pulled up on stay the... No, I do. The I Stay do. at Home Bow Hunter podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, guys, there's probably some really good deer I could have shot. Like, really good, but... Yeah, I didn't super, leave the house. You probably have super a whole... cold outside. <laughs> Man, it was great. I was looking out my window and saw it was snowing, and I said, I'm glad I'm not out there. <laughs> <laughs> I said, man, I am I wish I was out there, but I'm not. I'm You'd really have, probably have a lot of fans for all those people who say they hunt but don't, so they could kind of relate to you. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, dude, I was feeling that same way, man. It looked like it was just going to be cold. I didn't check the But I went and shot one arrow out of my bow and took a picture and then threw that baby up on Instagram. Hashtag <laughs> archery all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> Pro staff. Goes Hashtag out, pro staff, yo. Sits in, sits in the stand, takes a picture, and leaves. <laughs> just get in the, just sit just down. Get in the selfie. Yeah, like, selfie, and then leave. Car- yeah, Camo face paint selfie. Or, or, or you could be that, that basic... I was gonna say the oh, D word. Oh yeah, well you already said the F word once. So. I didn't say the F word. Uh I wrote down what time you did, so What? I did not say the F word. Okay, we'll we'll review the tape. Oh. Alright, I throw a red <laughs> I th- I'm throwing a red <laughs> red challenge flag out. No, you could post that selfie where it's like uh a girl or a guy on one side, you know, in their work attire and then right next to it's like them with like perfectly hand-painted face paint on their face. It's like, man, when I put face paint on, when I go to the woods, I'm just like, trash. I glob that stuff on, and I just smear it on my face. I'm ready to rock. I don't even put face paint. I just do one of these. Squeeze the tube on your face. (laughs) I wait to... I just hope there's mud there so I can grab it and just put it on my face all net. That'd actually be better. I'm like Rambo, man, except not as swollen, not as rich, and... Not as fast. Not as fast. And, <laughs> He's you know. flipping tires and you're sitting on them in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Can't flip a bike tire. But let's do CrossFit. Get in shape for for bow season. Yeah. Like, yeah That'll yeah, be the no, next I, thing. Well, yeah, what do you I, got pulled up over there, Steve? Okay, yeah. We've been trying to get to this for 20 a while minutes. now. That was my fault, though. Nah, you're fine. Whatever. Did I say the F word? Yeah, you did. I don't think you did. No, I did not. It's funny. We'll, we'll I go said back the D word. Nope. Yeah. Nope. The D word. The DP word. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's two words. Uh two syllables. This is just an article I pulled up uh Daniel Yu again our, our uh, buddy. Our buddy. We should actually find out if he's our friend or not. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. He probably hates us. Cool to have him on the podcast, guy. Uh this is huh? 10 deer <laughs> deer hunting hacks you should already know. The first one I thought was really really cool and it's so ingenious. Uh it's called the Tic Tac Silence method. Uh, it's, you know, how quiet do you think you are while walking? One method is to put a half empty container of Tic Tacs. So it's easy to buy Tic Tacs, pour half of them out because those things are gross. (laughs) And put them in your pocket and go for a stroll. If you're making too much noise, you should slow down your, and he uses a word that looks like bait except with a G. Gate. Until the, and then. That would be gate. Jumbling. Well, here's the thing though. Okay. You know that that's gonna last for you, especially on the way in. You're gonna only have that on the way in. On the way out, you're screwed because you're eating those Tic Tacs. No, that's why you buy thing. like extra packs of Tic Tacs and you stuff cotton <laughs> in them so they don't move around. You know what? You know what Put I found? Like a peanuts bottle. in there. <laughs> you know what I found super effective for that too? Um, back in the day before I knew better, I used to bring a wood uh, box call, turkey call. And I had that thing, and you know how they have like a rubber band on it to kind of keep it, but it doesn't work. So when you throw it in your backpack and you walk, it goes. So you Every sound time like you a turkey. It. Well, you know, you, it's a little different because you're not walk, walking in rhythm, working. But it made you have to like Worship. slow down because you could hear that thing just yelping away in your backpack. <laughs> well, I was reading about this today on Facebook. Actually, I don't know if it's the same article or not. 
because I can't see the computer. Actually, <laughs> you will never see the computer. Actually, uh, well, back here in the corner, you are <laughs> doing squash calls. But <laughs> yeah, the, somebody somebody mentioned actually while you're walking in to actually hit the turkey call a couple times because if you're being loud, you can't help it in the fall. The just hit the hit the call a couple times. I think something's turkey's coming down for roost or something, but just kind of make it what it is, you know. Have you ever heard the theory? I think I read an article on this. We might have talked about it on the podcast about full blown just sprinting to your stand. Yeah, somebody mentioned that too about <laughs> like during the rut. Yeah, just run, dude. You know what? It's probably but, a lot better than running or walking to your stand and saying. I'm not a deer. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not climbing up in this stand right here. It's fine. I've heard a lot yeah. of time. A lot of times too, you should be dropped off by a quad or a tractor or a vehicle. They do not care about equipment. No. I swear nope. they don't. Um, That's like oh, a, like oh. A, in the yeah. winter, I've ran to my stand when there's snow on the ground. I full blown sprinted, man. Dude, I, running late. If they don't care about equipment, <laughs> bring a generator out there. You can charge your phone. <laughs> You can even just, bring a you can bring a Keurig out there. Just leave it running. And <laughs> start that thing up. One of those it, little it, Honda silent ones. Dude, it might mask it. your smell. I don't know. Yeah, can, can they cut through the smell of burning gas? I mean, you can. I, you can try to do that, and then let me know how it goes. Steve. It's <laughs> probably not going to go well since I'll be doing it at my house. What's the next hack, or whatever it is on that article? Is that what they call them hacks or tips? I Look know it's not a BuzzFeed article, but just go on, move on with the next one. Jeez, Steve. <laughs> there's a there's a couple. People we are goofing off this whole episode, and I kind of love Whatever. it. Uh, here's kind of a cool one, uh, but it might bring a little bit of attention to you. It's you basically take your headlamp and it's uh, you take a full water jug. I mean, you're probably gonna take water with you anyway. No, because then you gotta pee. A whole jug. <laughs> That's a, a whole gallon jug. jug. Yeah. All like right, I said, I can't see the computer. I don't know what you're talking about. So Steve's going to put a gallon jug continue in his on. backpack. And That's another yeah, no, five you, pounds you got to carry in. So what, what's he doing here? So he flipped the, you know, you basically flip the headlamp around and point it towards the towards the jug. And yeah, it makes like an ambient light, like something you'd like see. Like a lantern? Yeah, like what? something fern gully. I don't know. Where are like, you going to use that in your tree? I don't know. Like the, if you At need camp? it. At if camp? you need it. Is this camp or hunting? tips or whatever it is uh, it's actually hunting yeah i don't like yeah. that idea dumb no. idea all right <laughs> i try i try to keep my headlamp off when i'm walking in yeah the least amount of light possible mm-hmm. here's one for uh for kurt tape off your muzzle loaders i do that if you so happen to muzzle load i do that i put a little strip of duct tape off over the end of my over the end of my barrel keep moisture out of it camo duct tape or electrical tape <laughs> pink duct tape <laughs> yeah pink electrical tape and they, you know, keep your boots dry faster, stuff with newspaper. I mean, yeah, that's something that you should all know. I didn't what? know that. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. Yeah, if you I throw a newspaper that. in there, yeah, it absorbs really? all the wetness. Whoa, I didn't know that. Because I know there's some people who don't like the word moist. Okay. Wow. <laughs> way to get weird, even though yeah. I got way weird earlier. <laughs> yeah, you you really did. Um, and then the use-free wind indicators. I mean, you know, that's just something you pick up a leaf and kind of drop it, see where it goes. Or you watch the leaves. Or you just know before you go out. Listen, Derek, you're not looking at the computer, so I don't expect you to ever answer anything like <laughs> that again. Bring a flag. You got the you. wind changing on you. Like, it'll change on you it'll while you're in the stand. all the time. Yeah. I mean. Bring yourself American flag. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> hang hang that tree. thing from your tree. I use that uh, hunt stand app, man. I know it's not always foolproof, like, on the weather where your wind's going. But if I'm at work, I'm like, okay, I'm going right after work. I'll check. Oh. And it's cool because you can, like, pinpoint your stand, and it'll give you, like, your wind. Where and you, I, like, I like that, play. too, especially with a new property, because you can pin your stand to a T. Yeah, well, that, and you're and not sure exactly I, how the property sits. You know, it's not right. always north to south. So. And when, you, when Dick, you go to your stand, looking, it's showing where you're no. at to your stand. You're looking at I know you guys funny. are saying something. I just I, I want to bring up this point. I hope to see a red, white, and blue deer this year. You know why? Because these colors don't run like a deer. So you're just saying you're going to shoot an American flag in deer form. But it's different. Nobody should ever shoot an American flag. Steve. Nor no. stomp, nor catch on fire. It's write-up number two. <laughs> Wait, did I get two <laughs> write-ups? I thought it was a verbal warning, then a write-up. Well, Is no. that 90-day ban? 30 podcasts. So 30 podcasts. 30 we, we should podcasts. Have a, we should have a hunting app episode. 
That's a good idea. I think we we don't have enough time on this one. We've already uh, beat this bush around yeah. a little. Bit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we beat the crap out of this bush. <laughs> Ain't a leaf left. <laughs> <laughs> what bush? All I yeah. see is a garden now. Uh, eight Coming best bow targets right now. I like the one you got pulled up right mm. there. Let's get that out real quick. Actually, the problem is uh, that we could talk a whole episode on archery. Yeah, the targets, problem is man. that that one's a uh, oh a video, huh? That one's a video. Yeah, I, I pulled that up, but the, I mean they have the. Uh, Let's talk about them because I, I'll give my review. You get the um, last year, Sam, my girlfriend, bought me a oh the hurricane bag target. Um, that thing's it's done for. I, dude, I, I, but how much do you pay for it? Yeah, you don't pay a lot for it, and that's the thing. I I've had it for about a year. Like next week, it'll be like a year. Exactly. Can you shoot broadheads into it? No, it's a bag no. target. Um, I, I'm not kidding you. I shot an arrow into it. That that uh, the packing is so messed up in it. I shot an arrow into it, and the arrow bounced out of it. I don't know how it happened. It's like a hurricane, man. It just threw it right out. It, it did. I don't know what the heck happened, but the packing in there is just—it's so beat. Yeah, I got Kay. that. I got that Buck Commander block. It's like, oh yeah, the four sided. Yeah, one? four sides for field tips, and then the two sides are for for broadheads. And I, I'm ruining arrows just shooting through it, so I had to buy that that new block. Steve, your no, your I, Buck Commander bag target sucks. Uh you can pull arrows out super easy. Yeah, but we're yeah, pa- especially I'm, pa- I'm passing through it. Especially when they pass but, through, you can pull them out real great. <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> out of the dirt. But the price point on that? Would you pay for twenty bucks? Like twenty bucks? Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. for what it you lasted about two, three hundred arrows. See, oh, we're gonna do. We're gonna have uh, probably in the next handful of episodes. I'm not sure exactly when he's hunting right now, so I, and he doesn't have any cell service. But I got in contact with the uh, the guy from Matrix Archery Targets. Really, and it's like a uh, a bunch of octagons is the only way to explain it. And they puzzle piece together, and there's like a latch on it that latches them all together. So when the center blows out, you undo the latch, you and you can turn them all around. Yep, and yeah, you can move awesome. them around or buy replacement ones. And so you don't have to buy a whole target; you just buy. The foam octagon shape, which you add back into it. There's a review. Uh, we got to watch some videos on it and stuff, and we'll put we'll put them up on our uh, Facebook and all. All right, it's actually a really good idea. Yeah, we'll we'll scroll through idea. these uh, here pretty quick and see see what we got. The first one's the uh, American White Tail. Derek, do you have to use the bathroom? I do have to go kinda. use the bathroom. <laughs> Take a sissy. <sighs> gotta use the bathroom. We'll, okay. just, we'll just put a urinal in the bucketorium here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we could the use an oil pan. Wall. Just put a funnel out the window. <laughs> no, you, you guys remember when we went out to that uh, Redneck Days thing? That guy in his bathroom had a oh yeah oil pan. Uh, all right, yeah, let's get through this uh, uh, quick here. The American Whitetail Comp Cube. Um, it looks pretty cool. I mean, you know, you've got a couple different sides. You got a five spot. You got a turkey on there. You got a buck, and then Those a are always cage. fun, man. I just like shoot. Shooting at fun targets is but is fun. What's cool about this is like it's a real picture. It's not like like they they took a picture of a uh, of a nice buck and a nice turkey and they just like they, they slapped the it vitals. on the side. Another yeah. one. Give me another one. Another one. Oh, the block vault. Yeah, I block target, target vault. Yeah, that target that. right there. <laughs> if I, I don't buy a matrix target, I will buy a block vault. Oh, by the way, that that target that we're talking about, uh, you point. can find this on bowhunter.com. dot com. Uh, it's about seventy nine ninety five. Bow hunter, or bow hunting, bowhunter dot com. Okay. Uh, the block target's pretty cool. Uh, if you guys don't know what the vault is, get to know it. Hundred and nine bucks to hundred and seventy nine. Worth it. Worth it. My cousin oh, yeah. has one, and it's, he's had it forever. Uh, the Cabela's Outfitter Broadhead Target. Uh, I I like this with broadhead targets. You're limited because if all you do is shoot broadheads into it, you're obviously you're gonna, trash you're, it. you're gonna tear it up. But you know you have that option to shoot. But for right. again, for that price point of sixty bucks, if you know you're going to use it probably at least once, twice a year, and it's going to last you that long, there you go. You know, rather than buying a new target every year, I mean, you know, another one. The Delta McKenzie, great target. Mm-hmm. My buddy Tyler has that target. Uh, I got one. One hundred thirty bucks, and this you got is one a, like that. This, Mm-hmm. You bring that baby over here and leave it in the yard. We'll have three D Bring it's it a, over here. It's a three D target. <laughs> this one's a three D target, and yeah, one hundred thirty bucks ain't bad. I mean, that, you know, that's, you a, get... that's a good deal because if you're hunting deer, shooting at deer targets is one of the best things you. Do. I, I got to buy a new one. Yeah, you don't want to be hunting deer and shooting at turkey targets. No, just, no <laughs> not good, not good. It's like studying for a math final when you got to go take history mm-hmm. or algebra because <laughs> yeah. algebra is not math. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the hips, hips archery uh target x2 grizzly archery target 
Broadhead and Field Point. Uh, I'm not seeing a price point on this. Um, how many are there? How many in the lineup? Uh, we got like four more. Okay, we'll get those real quick. Give me another one. Oh, there's my. Oh, target. the Hurricane Bag the Target. Hurricane. That's a that's just such a classic target. It is a class. It's everywhere. The bags what's are awesome because of the sound they make. That's the bigger one though. That's the yeah. big one. But what, what's cool about this? You can set it on the ground, or it's got two uh, two loops. You can hang it. Um, again, it's just like it, this is going to be the target that Out when of we a have wa- kids. It's like. Yeah, that's the target I used to shoot. Out of one through ten, what, what would you rate that target? As far as because uh, my neighbor will, well, my old neighbor will, bought like that. Me personally, what would I rate that? Yeah, as a one to ten. Oh, dude, I rate that on a ten because that's the target I would go buy if I needed just a bag target. All right, I can see that. Yeah, I'll give you that. I was gonna give. Yeah, I give it. A th- you know what I mean? Because it's not like I don't know. It, I've it, had bag targets wise, last a lot longer though, too. Yeah, quality wise, is it the greatest thing that ever happened? No, but is it something that if I'm going in, I'm going to buy it, yeah, because I know it. I give it an 8.2. That's what I'm giving you it. Can't, okay. I was going to give it an 8.5, yeah. Okay. We're right well, there. you can't see it, so you're With a bag target, know, that yeah. smack it gives once you hit it. I know. I love a fresh bag yeah. Give me the next one. Give me the next one. People are bored out of their minds right now. Oh, yeah. Here we go, the morel. Morel. Mushroom? That's a classic. The outdoor range target. What's cool about this ever. one is it kind of looks like a crop circle. <laughs> I can't see it. It gives you a lot of different uh, <laughs> ranges. That's all you need to again, know. Give me the next one. You only have two sides. Uh, again, much? I don't see a price point on that. So, free ninety nine. I Ooh, wish. Yeah. There you go. The Reinhardt Giant Mule Deer Target. Give me the price on that first. Ooh, let's take you a, a price. Let me two hundred bucks. Blank. I can't see. Oh, it. it actually says price, but it's blank. Oh man. Go was, on. Derek. I was gonna guess because I can't see the. Okay. Well, you can guess because you might be right. I can't see the computer. <laughs> All right, we're getting close to the end of the run. All right, close to the here's the here's the last and final target. Ground nope. Ground blind. Apparently not. <laughs> you can oh, shoot, apparently you can not. Shoot your ground blind. You, you can shoot your ground blind. This shoot is eight through, out of nine. You can shoot out of your ground blind. Shoot through that net and tell us how it works. Yeah. <laughs> tell us whether your rage tell us whether your rage deploys ex- or not. Deploys through the netting or not. Um uh, let's, let's talk Miller. about it real quick before we hang up on everyone here. Um, September 5th, we are mm-hmm. doing a, uh, Steve doesn't know about it, so we're going to break it to him live on air. We're doing a tournament without you. Oh, okay. Um, I already knew we, that. Yeah, you already knew about it. But, um. Because you guys forget to Did you know Logan? Logan me. found a team member? What? Logan found a new team member. Who? Oh. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. 20, really now? You can hear the heartbreak. <laughs> 28-inch ATA boats aren't it loud. So. <laughs> really? So he found you. Logan thought that your 50-pound oh, okay, so, Matthews waffle maker would make it that Oh, far. that's fine. <laughs> uh, 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 what I'm, what so I'm, he, found a, he found a man with a real Matthews. Oh, no, that's fine, because number one, uh, you guys never even told me about it. Uh, it's because we just found out. Oh, he just found out. How did all three of you just find out? But Steve was out of the... <laughs> Anyways, anyways. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you were busy moving into your new house and... Logan got lonely, so we cheated on you. We need a cheerleader. Oh, that's fine. September 5th, where's this at? Um, Dixon. Wisconsin. Dixon, Iowa? Dixon, Iowa. What was Donahue? Dixon. Dixon and Donahue. It's right in between Dixon and Donahue. Is there still any? Can anybody still, if they're listening to this, can they still sign up? Yeah. Yeah. You you and Todd should go. Actually, yeah. We'll battle it out. I am uh, not going. Okay, don't go then. No, I won't. won't I wasn't invited until just now when everyone else was. (laughs) We talked about it the whole day at the Bone Shed. Yeah, that's very true. We signed up there at the Bone Shed. Yeah, with that dude. Because you guys are doing that uh, that league with... Uh... Oh, yeah, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow, yep. Oh, I thought that was Wednesday. Our banner's going to be up at that shoot. That is. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are listening and you get to make it all the way at the Donahue. <laughs> <laughs> or Dixon, which, or whichever Dixon. one you want to. And you There's see actually that. A, people come quite a ways to shoot. Yeah, this. they do. All the dudes at Presley shot there. Yep. and Presley's and then that elite guy that we met at the Bone Shed. Yeah. He shoots it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, our banner will be up there. Um, real quick, what else? Um, the 12th of September, um, Loud Thunder Public Range. We're doing another of our. Really? Really. <laughs> 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 we're doing another working class bow hunter shoot. Basically, I did not know this until just this very moment. Yes, you did. Yeah, all right, I, did. I knew that. Everyone, <laughs> all it is, everyone get together um, right before hunting season. Basically, a few weeks out, everyone get together, bring a target. We're just going to shoot bows until our arms fall off. So, uh, our good buddy Again. Gene uh, Gene Miller uh, brought up the idea of maybe we might bring a grill out there and grill some of them gummy bear brats. Why not? I'm game for that. Bring um, it out. 
Then we'll go get some. Uh, that's my birthday weekend, so we're gonna come back to Sheerard. Woo woo! Heard buying shots. We're gonna come back to Sheerard on his birthday and uh, have a party in the yard. So that'll be fun. There. And my dad's birthday weekend too. Oh, it's a double nice. whammy, and it's Labor Day weekend, triple whammy. No one works Monday. Yep, that's right. So you got two days to recover. Well, um, there you go. So what I mean, else? We got something else. I'm forgetting about it though. I'm forgetting. Uh, go shoot your bow. All right, we're going to end it like that, huh? Is that, is that, <laughs> oh, I mean, is that what you're forgetting? Yeah. Because apparently you guys forgot to tell me about a shoot that uh, you're going to, and, you know, apparently uh, Derek We didn't want to hear you complain about walking through the thing the whole time. Oh, no, that, that's fine. That's fine. I wouldn't have complained uh, because I would have been with my friends, or so I thought they you were You complain when you're with us every time. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry we got a little wacky on you this episode. We're kind of... Find us on Facebook at Working Class Bowhunter. Twitter, WC Bowhunter, and Instagram, Working Class Bowhunter. And yes. on Kick, Working Class Bowhunter. We don't, don't comment, find us on Kick. Comment, 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 comment. Yeah. Oh, by the way, share some hunting pictures, man. It's getting close to hunting season. Yeah, or pictures, pictures of you uh, being an irresponsible father and drawing a bow back with a baby on your back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Most popular thing oh. we've ever posted on social media, yeah, by that's, the Yeah, it's great. Dude, people are enjoying that. And I was like, <laughs> I said something to Derek. I was like, that's a pretty cool back stabilizer, you know. Yeah, back. Your, the sidebar. Back <laughs> the sidebar. That's where All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, sorry we, we put you through, but thank you. Hopefully next week uh, you'll enjoy us a little more. Go shoot your bow. Later. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.